Hi, and welcome to episode 122 of Talking with Painters, where Australian painters talk about their lives and art. I'm Maria Stolger, and this is the second episode of my summer series, where I'm bringing you longer conversations with past podcast guests, which were recorded when we were filming for my YouTube channel. And the conversation you're going to hear today is with the fabulous Nicole Kelly. In fact, the video of Nicole in her studio, which we recorded in 2019, is the second most watched video out of 150 on my YouTube channel, and I've put a link in the show notes to that video. And in case you're wondering, the most watched video is the first of my loading dock videos where I interviewed entrants to the Archie Wynn and Sulman Prizes at the Art Gallery of New South Wales in 2019. But most of the videos on my channel are really artists in their studios, like this one with Nicole. So if you want a peek inside the studios of some of the best painters in Australia, just search Talking with Painters YouTube on any search engine, or just go to the show notes of this episode for the link. Nicole Kelly is an acclaimed artist here in Australia and she's won multiple art prizes and you can find out more about her career in my original interview with her on the podcast which is episode 75. Her next solo show, Opacity of Time, is coming up in a couple of weeks with her Melbourne gallery, This Is No Fantasy. It opens on 25th of February 2022 and I've included a few of those works on the website talkingwithpainters.com and if you scroll down you'll also find the works we talk about in this episode which are from 2019. Nicole also has another solo show coming up in August with Art House Gallery in Sydney, and she'll also be part of a curated show at Hazelhurst Art Centre also in Sydney in September. It's actually hard to explain what I love about Nicole's work, but there's a kind of mystery and romance to her paintings through her use of colour and mark, which just draws me in every time. Here's my chat with Nicole Kelly. There's a little kind of place... I don't know if it has a name. I think someone referred to it as um, Grace Point Sandflats, but basically it's this really stunning location where at low tide you can walk right into the centre and it kind of wraps around as this um, just stunning landscape. And at high tide you, you, it floods and you can't get out there. And so the first painting I worked down there, I worked plein air and the tide is really rapid, so I was like really working yeah. against the tide a fair bit. But then I came back and and kept working it uh, in the studio and then that kind of led to the rest of them more coming from drawings made out in the landscape. But um, they're predominantly studio works. So sometimes you do do works on plein air and other times you do it back in the studio. Yeah, so it's like a dual kind of uh, or parallel practice for me. So... um, you know, sometimes I get stuck in the studio for months, but I do try to get out and work plein air as much as I can. Yeah. Um, and then the plein air work, I mean, with the plein air works, you can, there's such a kind of direct immediacy and kind of you've really got to, like, an economy of mark. Mm. Um, and in the studio works, it's a much, it's a much slower process and you're responding much more to the painting as opposed to what's in front of you is that because you reckon because you've got more time you do you feel like you've got time pressure yeah, and that's I why think, you got to get it down um they're just totally there's a different feeling and a different kind of desire to get out of each practice 
Um, I, yeah, there's definitely more time with these works and I want that time. Like there's, there's, you can, there's a layered kind of depth, I think, in the, in the studio works. Um, but they can get stuck and, and stagnant, I suppose. So, and that's why I want to be out in the landscape also or working from life if it's a still life or something mm -hmm. because I can look at how I've made some of those marks that have just been pure response and I haven't thought too much about it and I can borrow them for the studio works or borrow colour combinations or palettes. It's like a refresher. It's a way to reset and refresh and um, bring mm. that back into the studio. And what about when you're working from a drawing? What, is that different? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I love work. All of the studio works are from drawings. Um, for me, there's never any photography involved. And it's kind of, uh, I suppose that's where memory plays a huge role in my work and drawing upon an emotional memory. Um, the drawings kind of trigger that. They act as trigger. They act as like a compositional structure for me, but then the rest of it, I, I'm kind of free to um, push colour beyond representation. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I can pull some added kind of emotive depth into the work from the drawings, that's that's much harder when um, uh, than the planet works for some reason. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. What because it's it's sort of more immediate or something or yeah, sort of. And it can be. I mean, I think it's amazing to work from life, but it's also distracting in a way because things are certain colours, and yeah, you can heighten them and push colour and things like that. But in the studio, you can wildly kind of mm. shift and change and paint things that red that shouldn't be red or um and I'm really interested in color the emotional nature of color and that's where where I can kind of really play with that in the studio works from the drawings and because I only use pen drawings there's no color involved in in those they're just simple line drawings I can um work with that in the studio yeah yeah so the palette you use in the studio is not necessarily going to correlate with what you happen to see that day no no it might be memory from like a really specific moment for me that was a year ago or sometimes it might be I'll look out like I might be working on a landscape that I made a drawing of months ago because I quite like that lapse in time um but I might also then look up at the sky and go, oh, how's that working? <laughs> Just to help me like figure out certain things. So there's always a constant play between like what's happening in inside mm -hmm. and then like a constant reference outside. It's like balancing those two, mm -hmm. I think. I think one of the most distinctive things about your work is the use of the ground in your painting and having it showing through. Yeah, so grounds are super, super important to me. They're kind of... Um, they do a couple of things. Um, I think my interest in light in painting is not directional. It's about like coming out of the painting, like light that is from within the painting and the color grounds and exposing them um, allow me to get close, like close to that kind of um, desire. And the choice of color kind of swings. So I respond a lot to where I am and um, and what's around me. Yeah. Um, this one specifically uh, is a, a painting I made in France 
and I walk a lot and collect colours and um, how do you do that leaves or anything that's in the environment that kind of grabs my fallen <laughs> that um, grabs my attention in terms of colour right. um, and so I took this one beautiful leaf back to the studio and that's what dictated this ground um, and I, I put it down rough like I want to kind of honour mark making all throughout the process and then the choice to kind of leave the border of this is again that like honouring of how important that process is to me and how it kind of allows you to pick it up in other areas throughout the painting that um, uh, that they can have a conversation with, I suppose. Yeah, it does make yeah. a difference, actually, now that I look at that. So that was a deliberate thing that you were... Deliberate choice. I mean, I've always been interested in, in borders and they kind of come and go in my paintings in various ways. Yeah. And, and yeah, so when you... Choosing the ground, I mean, is that going to influence what colours you use in the painting? Totally, completely influence. And, and this one, for example, really threw me because it's, um, which is good. Sometimes I, I want, uh, I, don't, I want to continue to challenge myself. I'm not interested in kind of easy painting ever. Um, so, yeah, it absolutely, I mean, my choice of colour is completely uh responsive to the painting that's evolving um that's not pre-planned or anything like that so um yeah totally dictates and and it in a surprising way i suppose it makes me problem solve it makes me kind of especially when it's tricky because the red is so like dominant i could imagine yeah. would you do like uh experiments before studies no no not not i want to work it out on here yeah. um and I have to stay interested, you know, like if I've already problem solved the painting, well, I have no interest in, in painting it again. <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. So if you say, if you make a mistake or you're not happy with something, I mean... I, I, oh, they're full of mistakes. Yeah. But I'm a fan of mistakes, really. Like I'm not scared of them. I think you have to be... Uh, pretty cool about making mistakes um, and I just work it and work it and until it stopped annoying me I suppose yeah um, yeah and behind you is your Porsche Geach entry which is uh, a been uh, as a finalist this yeah. year in the Voyager Geach, which hasn't been announced yet, so you could have won. Yeah. I mean, you might, you might win. So good luck. Thank you. But let's have a look at it because um, I love this painting. It's a self-portrait. Yeah. Um, this is a perfect example of mistakes, actually. Oh, why? Because I, this is, I worked on it over probably two years and it started out as a totally different painting. It was me in that kind of composition with a chair against this white wall so it was very um totally different painting really stark oh, and right. um quite cold in a way and there was something I liked about it like I, I felt very vulnerable against all that white um and I sat with it for a year and then looked at it and it was always irritating me and then all of a sudden I was like I'm going to like give it some context I was either going to put myself in one of my landscapes that I painted or um again you know against my studio oh. so I did a couple of sketches 
of the studio. Yeah. And painted, despite being in here, painted from the drawings. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that wasn't that wasn't in the background when you were painting it. So no. you weren't sitting over there no, in front no, of no, the no, window. No. no. And in fact, I've repainted the whole figure. I started the painting with a mirror, which is quite unusual for me, but I like pushing myself. Um, and I repainted this whole figure without a mirror, just mem like just self, oh, which is weird. Right. Oh, it's so weird how much yeah. your brain can kind of retain. Yeah. Especially of yourself, I suppose. Not that I spend much time in front of a mirror, generally speaking. <laughs> but um, and it's me. Like that's I'm interested yeah. in spaces actually yeah. dictating a person because I think that's true of us. You know, yeah. we're made up by what's what we inhabit, um, and yeah. so that kind of makes sense of me. I think I I was playing with a border in this too, and I painted like quite a decorative border that you can see coming through, like. All the way around it um so yeah oh i see so Such even shifts. though that border really is representing you know things in the studio is it's your, it's your functioning yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. see right yeah. you can kind of see it particularly there's like a pattern that doesn't exist like in this space or anything yeah. but um so yeah i or despite the fact um mistakes hurt like they don't feel good when painting's not working i think they're important yeah. like i would never erase that <laughs> what a great artist make sure you take a look at the paintings in nicole's most recent show it's sure to be a hit and if you haven't already have a look at the video which i made out of this recording thanks for listening and hope you can join me for the next episode of talking with painters <laughs>